You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. So, Ayla, what would you like to focus on today? If you were to make the session the best session you could have had today, what would that be? What would be a focal point? I think I want to create like something as a program, maybe package something that I could, you know, transform people with. Like I want to create a way of like impacting lives. So I would like to focus on something like creating a program, maybe. Okay. So what's the focal point of the program? What is the impact that you want to have with people? The impact is like, you know, young people who don't know what to do with their life. Like, like I've been there and I know like it's been so painful to, you know, feel like, you know, you don't know what to do with your life. You don't understand how life works. So my main issues in the program would be like, you know, understanding yourself with sessions with me and also maybe with some group coaching training calls and where we discuss like, you know, how the universe works and like something more like a training or just a discussion, something related to a group, not a big group, but small groups where we can, you know, privately discuss and see how we can kind of apply those knowledge. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is that you want to create a program for younger individuals to help them discover what is their greatest alignment or what's their true passion or what's their true purpose. Would that be accurate rephrase of what you just said? Yes, I wouldn't say exactly as purpose because it evolves and, you know, we don't want to say that for that young people. But I would say like, you know, what is their unique way of living their life? Like what is the maybe lifestyle they would enjoy in, let's say, five years from now? some kind of life vision for their, like part of their life in their Mm -hmm. young ages. Maybe it's about building habits, healthy habits before, like maybe it's about creating foundation before they go into life. It it depends on a person. So when we are trying to create a program, the key to creating a successful program is to have clarity of what's the outcome that your client is going to have. It seems like you have some sense of clarity there. I'm just poking more so we can get clearer and clearer towards, hey, what is the outcome? What am I buying if I'm buying a digital program? The difference between coaching and a program or a group program is the coaching can customize the person that's coming in because it's setting most of the time, either one-on-one or even if it's one to many, usually it is in the setting of a small group, like less than eight people which allows you for a lot of customization. So you don't need to know exactly where you're going to take them or how you're going to get somewhere because it is a personalized program. It can adapt. And when you do a group coaching program, like say for Accelerate is a group coaching program or a program like any of the certifications, you're clear about the end goal for the person. So there's some customization that is possible, but it's not customized to the person. It's customized to the feeling of the entire group, right? So... Because we are talking about digital program right now, the first question, the first sense of clarity that we want is, are we able to clearly state what exactly is that the customer would be looking at? A great way to do that is to write a headline for the program before you even write the program. 
a headline is basically a statement that says you are going to get X from this program, right? So the benefit of the entire program. For example, if you were to get a program on, let's say, weight loss, it would say something like lose 10 pounds in three weeks, Hmm. right? It's a very clear promise. It's for people that want to lose 10 pounds in three weeks, right? I'm not saying that is the kind of promise that is always fulfilled, but that's a clear definition of what a headline is, right? So what you want to do is you want to ask yourself, what's the headline that would capture attention of my potential audience, my potential students? So something to the tune of, and again, I, I don't know exactly what the program's going to turn into, but let's say the outcome that everybody that signs up for this program is find your core calling in two weeks, right? Something like that, right? Or find your exact blueprint in two weeks if you are under 24, right? For the next generation, right? It could say something like, headline could be, for the coming generation, learn how you can truly tap into your full potential in the next two weeks, in the next three weeks, in the next six weeks, something like that, right? The reason why we're putting the timeline to it is because that will give you a structure to reverse engineer how you will get somebody from point A to point B in that said period of time, right? Programs can be of any length. You don't necessarily have to limit yourself to it. But through research, what we have found is people tend to stick with most things for the first three weeks. That's when they start quitting. It's just data. I'm not saying it's true for everything. It's just data, right? Most people stick with most new things for about three weeks. And about fourth week is where they start to lose traction on it, which means any good program length is about four weeks, right? Because in the third week, if it's coming to an end, you know, when the series comes to the finale, you watch the final episode anyways. So four weeks is a good traction point for some program to be able to deploy a set of learning that it wants to deploy or a set of results that it wants to deploy. It does not mean you cannot have a longer program. Of course, you can have a longer program. It will just have different ways to engage them. But if it's an online program that people are taking on their own pace, you're relying a lot on the willpower of the person to actually follow through. You're relying a lot on the capability of the person to actually follow through. And that is why you keep it as tight as possible. Right. So that's why three weeks, four weeks is about a good time for you to wrap the entire program in. Is this making sense, uh, Ella? Yeah, yeah, it does. But, you know, I want to add that, you know, I don't want to make it like at your own pace kind of thing. I want them to be live on the calls. They can just get recordings if they attend it. I want them to be, you know, fully there. If they don't, I will maybe, you know, do another date with people who didn't attend the call. So like, I don't want them to just do it in their own pace. It's all about interaction. It's all about like our session, either it's group or not. Like it will be all about the sessions. Mm -hmm. So that's a group coaching format. And then you can have a longer period because when we are live interacting, people tend to stick longer. Even if it has some pre-recorded elements, just because it's live interaction, people tend to show up for the live things. And then your drop-off point is about three months, which is it's just what we've seen trend-wise. I'm not saying, again, this is not a reason for somebody yeah. to design a program for less or more, but this is just the general data that is that we found is when you are in a live interactive environment, you usually tend to stick with that for about three months. And then that's when your drop-off happens. So again... And I'm not saying to not have a longer program, but the curiosity should be, can I deliver this result in about three, three and a half months, right? And if it is around that duration, you're likely to have more people finish the program. And that's where the success comes, right? When people actually finish the program, they actually are likely to get the result of the program 
And that's when the program is successful because the point of doing the program is to get the result of the program, right? So that's kind of where I would place it in timing wise. But the first curiosity that you must have is what is the promise that I have for my clients, right? It's like, I was thinking about like, you know, a line that would attract the, like, you know, all the, you know, people, like it was like, first I thought that it would be like master of living kind of for me, like I have one idea about life, which is life is a game and you have some rules and also you have you as a vessel. So you need to know both of them and you need to be able to, you know, integrate all of them together. So that's the like premise of the like group coaching program for me. Like you need to integrate all of them together so it works fully. Switch off for a second of what you want to do and switch on for a second what they get. So talk to me as if I am your potential client and tell me why should I sign up for the program and try to be as precise because assume that I have about 90 seconds of attention span Mm. or let's say two minutes of attention span. Okay. Okay. In this program, we just, let's, we go deeper in you and we just go like dig deeper. What is your desires about life? What is your vision that you would like to, you know, manifest and then we go and learn about the technicalities of life so we can create a strategy for you to build a life vision, lifestyle that you desire. I think that would be the main idea. Perfect. So that's really, really good. And what I would love for you to still consider thinking about is how specific can you get? You see, when we have a big idea, often our mind is confused about what's the idea, right? The more specific you can get, it's like in five steps, learn, in in 10 steps, learn, in two months, learn to exactly, and then talk about a very specific thing that you're going to help them find. So if, for example, you're going to focus your attention towards in your program, in helping them discover the right career for them, I'm hypothetically saying, say that, right? Because the bigger the promise, the less likely it is for a person to say yes, because they don't know if they want that promise to be fulfilled. It's like when I gave you the first example and I said, they'll help you find your life purpose. Too big a promise, too big a promise. Yeah. Only the person who feels lost in their life is attracted to that really large promise. And they also are like, I don't know if I trust the person to help me find my life yeah. purpose, right? You will believe the person if you have been a big follower of them for a long time, right? Because then you know their work in that field and you have given them results in some, some way or another. But because you are fairly new to the field, you want your promise to be more directed and more specific. The more specific your promise, the better it is for the person to receive it because they can understand it, how it will be applicable to their life, Right. So you want to make it specific. So just try to bring more specificity to your offer that you're creating right now. It's to say, okay, how can I make this really specific for a person to be able to receive and understand exactly what they're going to get? That's why I chose this topic to, you know, go deeper on that. Because like, I'm not able to tap into that, you know, maybe state of like going deeper. Okay. So let's let's ask ourselves some follow-up questions and maybe that would help. So one of the things that I would invite you to do, and let's explore if you're willing to explore right now, if you have answers to this right now, but uh, is have you had the opportunity to write down exactly what the program outline is going to be? If let's say it was a three-month program. I did something uh, a few months back, but then I, I thought that I need to change it. So mm-hmm. I didn't event go you know deeper. I had some ideas. 
I wrote all of them like, you know, every week what I will talk about. But then I just, you know, told it's not good enough. I'm so, not credible yeah. enough. So. Yeah. so if you were to turn off that dialogue for a second, what I invite you to do mm-hmm. is instead, and that's why specificity helps, right? Is if you'll write and write whatever comes, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? You're writing the first program. It's okay to it not yeah. be perfect, right? So write a program that takes you to a outcome right? What you will find is naturally your program is going to lean towards a particular area, right? And is usually informed by your own experience, right? The discovery is informed by your experience because that's at least the first program is or your education, one of those two, right? And based on that, you would have some frame to go, okay, now my frame suggests the intention or the focus is mostly about, say, finding uh, meaningful relationships, let's say, the focus attention becomes like, that's really the underlying theme to everything I'm doing. Or the underlying theme is really about finding something that's meaningful to do, which is very career oriented. The point that I'm trying to go, it's about identity we have, like, you know, mm-hmm. who I'm trying to be, like, what is the person that I'm striving to be? Like, as a young person, it's all about like, what I going to be in the future. So you want to know who are you going to be? So I think it was the same for me. I was striving to be a person, but I didn't know who to be. So I think my main focus is like identity, like discover my desires and create that identity. Like what does this person do like in their life? So we are creating habits to, you know, manifest that life in, Mm -hmm. let's say, three years from now or five years from now. Mm -hmm. Great. Beautiful. Right. What I want you to spend is take away how you get there. Think about what you get, right? So what you already have, which is great, which is where you started and then you started going to the how. Build the habits, build this, build that. Don't worry about how. How is something that is discovered eventually and, and will happen automatically as you're coaching people as well. What you want to discover is the what. What are you getting, right? And why is that important to that person? The what here, which I, from what I'm understanding, is for somebody to be able to, I think, what what is the generation called? Generation Z or I have no yes, idea. Yes, I generation guess Gen Z. They say yeah. Gen Z. Yeah. So join the only group coaching program for Gen Z to find their identity in work mm-hmm. and in their relationships, right? In 12 weeks, let's say, right? So the reason why I framed it that way is because I'm identifying it's not for everybody. It's for a very particular category of people that do feel lost in their identity because that is the case right now in the world. If you generally look at the frame of the world, people in Gen Z are a little bit lost and confused because of how the social structure is around them, right? And because of that, they they do need to make an internal discovery sooner than, let's say, what my generation had to make, right? My, the millennial generation had to make. So because of that, you could say, all right, so let's have you do that journey, but let's focus our attention to the things that are most important to a generation of that age. It's what am I going to do in the world, which is career, right? And who is it that I am wanting to be in relationship with? Because relationships are really critical at that age, right? And they are very important at that age as well. So am I wanting to be in a relationship and what's a good relationship? What's not a good relationship, right? Because that's a big pain as well, right? For that generation. I mean, I it was for me when I was that age, right? So relationship and career, let's focus on these two things. Let's start there, right? And that gives some focus and attention to your training as well, to your training and your coaching. Because identity can be work for a year. If we just dimensionalize it to every area of life, what's your health identity? What's your biology? There's so many different layers to identity. And there might be too much for us to explore as we start a first program. 
but we could tackle some of the key areas that are important to people in that particular age group and that particular scenario where they are trying to find out who they even are, right? So they're really trying to find out who they even are in their relationships and they're really trying to find out who they even are in their careers or in their jobs or businesses, whatever they would like to do. So let's start the discovery there, right? So it also gives you a very specific storyline, right? You go, hey, for Generation Z, for Gen Z, discover your identity in your relationship and in your career in the next 12 weeks, right? In the next six weeks, in the next eight weeks, whatever is the timeline of the program, right? But keep it tight because that's an easier yes for somebody who's engaging into a program for the first time. Is to say, okay, this is a four-week commitment. I can make a four-week commitment, you know? It's a five-day commitment. Great, I can make a five-day commitment. That's an easier yes versus for the whole year, right? You can do a whole year when you have that kind of credibility with your group that they go, absolutely, I'll invest a year with this person because if the person is already done for me, right? Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. It really does. When you talked about like the, let's say, career and all, I think like I would like to go like from career part. That is something that is, you know, calling me, especially like, you know, people who are, you know, values, who have freedom as a value is, you know, people that I would like to work with. So maybe like if they are maybe, if we gonna, you know, maybe make it even tight, we could say maybe entrepreneurs, maybe like they trying to build business or something. But I'm at the same time not entirely sure about it. If I wanna do, you know, make it this much of, you know, tightness. Why do you not want the tightness? What does it do for you? I think it's like, you know, I really like enjoy people in like, let's say business. It doesn't matter if they have the business or if they work in a, you know, some place. I really, you know, I've always been a person who was interested in like how the businesses works, like how people, you know, there. So, yeah. Then make it business. That's fine. I mean, the reason why we contain to career or business doesn't matter. You can call it a business and people are interested in business is, is absolutely fine. We just want to contain it. So the dialogue is related to a particular identity because otherwise the dialogue becomes so broad that it becomes really hard to track if we actually got the results for the person, especially if the container is four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks, because it's not long enough for somebody to redesign the identity through the entire structure of life. And also when people come with different expectations and they get different results and are shown directions that they didn't sign up for, they cannot tune out. Right. So you don't want that for people. You want either people to sign up for everything or sign up for that one thing. So your focus needs to be somewhere to start. And then eventually you might have a program that does identity across 12 different domains of life. And that's perfectly fine. But you got to start somewhere where it's easier to enroll for a person to say yes. Yeah. I think that's, you know, great way to start for me, especially as a coach myself. I know some of the like, you know, experiences as an entrepreneur. So there is like, you know, experience also there. So I can easily start with that. What else is blocking you, Ella? What else is blocking me? Like, it's just, I guess I'm like kind of nervous about it because like, I, I don't know much of people that I could like enroll the program, like sign up with. I'm like, you know, will they believe me that I know something? Mm-hmm. That identity crisis that I'm like, you know, am I credible enough to make this program and like, invite people to join in and have this journey with me. Mm-hmm. How do you feel you're going to be able to get over such self-doubt, according to you? According to me, it's just, I'm 
I'm just overthinking it. You know, sometimes there's some feelings that you need to let go, but I'm not really good at letting go. I'm like, you know, going into details and just, you know, dig deeper and see, you know, if there's a problem in there. Mm -hmm. But I think I, I just need to accept that at times some people can feel kind of bad about something. I faced it like in my coaching too. Like if I'm having some bad moment in coaching, like I, I tend to feel like I'm not good enough. But then I kind of had an insight and I think I should do the same with my coaching business. At times, I people can say no. I, I can feel bad about my credibility, my abilities. I just need to, you know, accept that it can happen, but it doesn't define me as a coach, as a business owner. That's very true. You're super spot on. And the thing that you want to remember is that there is never a point any coach can say, oh, I feel like super solid going into it, right? Even individuals that have had 30, 40 years of experience, having self-doubt is not a sign of lack of confidence. Having self-doubt is a sign of humility. It's a sign of saying, hey, I'm humble enough to know that I don't know everything. And I am confident in action enough to be able to know that I know enough or I will figure it out, right? The key that I've found for coaches or any entrepreneur really that have found success is they're willing to figure it out more than willing to know. They don't know most of the time, but they're willing to take that chance to say, what am I going to learn here? What am I going to figure out? I really love that. You know, it's about the willingness. I think I heard somewhere, I don't know, maybe it was the business accelerator call or something, but I think like it just, you know, belongs here right now. I can, you know, feel it like it's an insight for me that I will figure it out. I don't have to know fully, but if I have the willingness to go and do it anyway, then I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And the feeling of not feeling good enough is really lack of confidence. And that's all really that is. And confidence is not a feeling really. It is a skill that you develop. Yeah. The more you work towards something, the more confidence you have, the more good enough you feel in that area. So it's not necessarily that you're not enough or you feel you're not good enough. It's just there's a dissociation of our capabilities and our confidence. We may be wildly competent and have tremendous amount of capabilities in a particular area. We just don't feel competent. We don't feel competent. And so we don't feel the confidence in that moment. So there is the Dunning-Kruger effect that we were talking about also on our accelerator call. But Dunning-Kruger effect is about how when you start something new, you start with overconfidence. You have very little confidence, but very overconfident. And that's basically a state of delusion. This is where people tend to make decisions that are silly and stupid in their situations because they think they have a lot of competence, but they don't. They've just learned a new skill. So they feel like I'm really good at this. And they will go out and do it with a lot of confidence. And over time, they will realize they're actually not very good. And that's where they dip. And then they dip into a really low level of confidence even if they have more competence in their life. And when that happens, what happens is they get into this valley of despair. This valley of despair is where somebody like you might be right now, Ella, and a lot of coaches are in, because this valley of despair is where you are actually really competent, but you don't believe you're really competent. So you constantly doubt yourself. And because you constantly doubt yourself, you don't feel confident. 
And because you don't feel confident, you don't take action. You are in this despair of thinking that you're not good enough, but you are actually good enough. Just the confidence of you feeling good enough is not there because of maybe the initial run where you were feeling really competent and you you went out for it and it didn't really work, right? Because you were low on competent, but high on confidence. And then eventually you get to a place where you learn to take action and not be staying in this valley of despair. So you build back your confidence while building even more competence. And eventually you get to a place where you are humbly confident, where you know that you know a lot of things and you also know that you don't know a lot of things and that you will figure it out, right? So that's where the final stage really lies, is the humble confidence where you're really confident and you're aware that there's always more to learn and always more to grow, right? But to get to that place, there's only one thing that you can do. There is no other way out of the valley of despair than to walk through that valley of despair. While you doubt yourself, you concern yourself and you challenge yourself, but you keep moving forward. And as you keep moving forward, soon enough, you match your confidence to the level of competence that you have and you're out of the valley of despair. So I think that's probably where you are. That's probably where you find yourself. And the path out of it is to walk through that valley. And you're already walking through that valley by thinking about the idea that you have right now. Now you have to go through with this idea win or fail on this idea, which is either is okay, because this is the walk through the valley of despair, right? This is where you are going to go struggle to figure out how to balance your confidence and competence and be able to demonstrate your competence so you can keep increasing your confidence, eventually getting to a place where you are very confident in your abilities and you also can demonstrate your competence at the same level as you're confident. Right. But the journey is to actually take that journey. There's no way out of this. I think I'm like really believing in that right now. Because like I did it before with coaching. I was totally new. I didn't know what was coaching. I was just, you know, a kid. I didn't know what to do. But I was like, you know, it felt right to me. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. I didn't know how to speak on camera. I didn't know how to speak with people especially in a professional setting as coaching, I was, you know, crazily insecure. But then I learned it and, you know, gained confidence. And right now I know that I built that confidence in coaching and now I can build my confidence in my coaching business. I can do it also with the business side and I can sell products. I can do and, you know, show up on social media because I've seen myself do that. So I really believe that I can, you know, manage to do that. It's just about willingness. Thank you. Beautiful. Ayla, what are some of your key takeaways until now in our conversation? Mm. I think like just the sentence of I will figure it out is like something that stood out to me. And also like about the program, I learned that, you know, the more tight it is, the more I can attract people to there so they can be committed. And also commitment is the, you know, most important thing in coaching setting, it's really important to be committed. So if I can go into details and really like describe what I'm doing really in detail, then they will buy in fully because they understood it, what actually it means. And if they sign up for the right reason, they will get the right outcome for themselves. So those are my insights and also like about the confidence, like confidence is not like a level of competence fully. It's, you know, the end of the confidence is, you know, that you can learn more, but you also know that you learned a lot of things in this way. And you know that you, you will just figure it out 
again and again. You will expand your knowledge, your experience, and just accepting that like you, you're a beginner at something. And confidence is a skill that I will build in different situations. Confidence is not in one context. There will be a lot of situations that I will need to build that confidence. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, need to believe in myself and I can, you know, figure it out. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Ayla, for taking the time and coming on this conversation. Thank you. Thank you.